0: Hey guys, before we get started here, just wanted to give a quick shout-out and thank you to our new friend Matthew C.W. in Australia. Matthew's a big Disney fan and the curator of DizAus.com. That's D-I-S-A-U-S dot com. It's an Aussie-based Disney fan and news site. Matthew's a fan of our podcast and sought us out to do an interview asking us how we started the podcast, who our favorite Disney characters are, and all sorts of fun stuff. And that's favorite spelled with a U. Because it's Australian. So please, go check that out. We read the interview back this morning, and we love it. So go check out the site, you guys. Once again, that's disaus.com. d-i-s-a-u-s.com, Or check out the link in the description. We hope you enjoy the interview. And enjoy this episode. Dudes watch Disney podcasts. We watch films and have a blast rank them all from first to last it's podcast hello everyone and welcome to the dudes watch disney podcast episode fucking six that's right it's time for cinderella ella ella a a a let's talk about cinderella i'm so embarrassed for you we are the dudes that watch disney uh i'm jake and i'm dustin and we're back it's been uh, it's been a long time since we last reviewed, uh, like, an actual, real feature Disney film. Yeah, we oof, we were like, you know, we had to go through a, a dark journey to yeah. make it through. It was a tunnel. It's like 12 layers of... Uh, layers. <laughs> Shit. Labors <laughs> of Hercules. <laughs> no, I was thinking God. 12 layers of hell. <laughs> 12 labors of Hercules here we had to go mm-hmm. through. It was just six movies, but oh, man. So bad. Mm-hmm. But now we're back at it with one, with a movie that was probably my favorite growing up. What was it? Oh, yeah. I love Cinderella. Yeah. That's, i yeah. <laughs> no, well, I know. You You were burdened with the this is a girl yeah, movie I, deal. I, I did not watch it often as a kid. I think when I did, it was mostly because you were watching it. But uh, even so, after what we've been through, like, this thing looked amazing. I was so excited about it. Right. It really could have just been a... F- them farting for an hour and a <laughs> half, and it would have been like, "Yay, it's not three Caballeros anymore." It's something new, uh, I suppose. Uh, since it's been such a long hiatus, uh, it might be a good idea to sort of reintroduce ourselves and, and the concept of the podcast for any any new listeners we might have. Uh, Dustin and I are brothers. We're, we're grown ass men. We do not have any children, uh, and yet we're spending our time and money watching Disney cartoons and talking about them on the internet, like so. you do. We're cool. That's a nice, simple wrap-up. We're going through the Disney animated canon in order of theatrical release, and we're grading them on several different fields, trying to find what is the quintessential Disney movie. And so far, we've covered Snow White all the way through Bambi, uh, and then we had that brief foray into terrible, cheapo bullshit world, but now we get to talk about Cinderella. The film was released in 1950 and essentially saved Walt Disney Productions because after the huge flops of fantasia and bambi and then the string of package films we just finished reviewing uh the studio was about four million dollars in debt so and that's after they were taking all that government money from doing yeah. all those all even, those small films even with that it's still but upon the release of cinderella though uh cinderella became disney's most commercially successful picture since snow white and basically uh, i was gonna say they never looked back but they do kind of hit another slump again in like the oh, 70s yeah, and the 80s but yeah this still we get the big kind of the golden era of uh disney pictures here and then yeah uh we sort of dove into childhood memories already but uh yeah not one i watched very often because for some reason i was burdened uh with not allowing myself to enjoy quote unquote girl movies but uh so i've seen it maybe five times in my life i think but uh and most of those were all because you were watching it when we watched these films in 2009 i remember enjoying it somewhat and uh I don't think it was anywhere near the top of my rankings back then, but I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, of the Cinderella. hmm uh, I like the mice. I like the dog and the cat. The, I like, did not remember the dog at all. But he yeah, but cute. he's nice. Bruno. Bruno. is his name, mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, fits into my rankings here, because, uh... Not to get ahead of myself, I enjoyed it a lot watching it. Well, good. So did I. Um, I think one of the, like, happy coincidences about doing this podcast, like, after we decided we were going to do it, uh disney made the agreement with with netflix where all of the disney right. movies are supposed when to When be... is that happening sometime this fall okay. it may have already happened by the time this yeah, <laughs> gets released because i uh, <laughs> fall 2016 it uh... would be useful if it was currently right but, but 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 what i think would be helpful for the people which yeah, is well, obviously we do this oh, as yeah. a service yeah like you know you could watch along with us we mm-hmm. could tell you which ones you should and shouldn't watch listen to us first and then well, i don't know if i want to yeah. watch we can be your like nostalgia goggles for you right <laughs> so... now obviously cinderella you're gonna want watch but some of these other lesser known ones you may not uh you may not know when so i think i'm real curious if melody time is gonna make it to netflix <laughs> from what i read i think it's all of them i think they're all going on now, i don't know if they're like doing them all at once or like slowly integrating them i don't know but oh, we could research this and not right. just put it out there for the people eh. Well, research is not what this is about. I suppose that's true. So the movie starts. We get the opening credits, and uh, we get very, like, stylized, like, watercolor illustrations. Sort of a... Well, first of all, we open up with the shot of a, a book again as the opening image of a disney movie which i greatly have missed right i, I think they should all open that mm-hmm. way just like it's here's great the story yeah. it's it's like comfort food a lot of the best disney movies do open that way i feel like mm-hmm. uh of the ones we've talked about uh, does snow white open it's already snow been white too did. long snow yes. white does cinderella does pinocchio did pretty sure jungle book does oh um, um, yeah definitely yeah winnie the pooh has that whole like childhood mm-hmm. like room and then it opens up on the book side note on jungle book uh i finally watched the live action one isn't it fantastic it was amazing i loved it (laughs) it looked i saw it in the IMAX, so it was even like prettier and and, uh... if you listen to i think our intro episode and like maybe snow white too we talked about it a lot then because we recorded those right around when it came out yeah but uh now it's on blu-ray and i really enjoyed watching it blue bill murray's blue was a lot of fun (laughs) It's true i was a little disappointed with uh christopher walken oh uh, were you i, I thought that just eh, i don't know i mean he was christopher walken he like was, he's yeah, he wasn't anything else anywho we can talk about that more when we get to jungle book uh as we're as we're going through the book we see the watercolor illustrations sort of setting the scene and we get sort of a brief backstory of cinderella's childhood uh it, basically the story of a widower and his daughter and I don't know if you've seen the live action cinderella Mm -hmm. they just made no okay just made a year or two ago cate blanchett whatever saw it uh yeah this whole thing gets like a detailed sort of backstory that takes up a good portion of the opening part of the film right this original disney animated here doesn't really go into that we just sort of see a brief sort of uh summing up to set the scene of here's a father and a daughter he remarries father dies now send the story of cinderella i mean that's how Which, fairy tales work right like we yeah. don't need the whole backstory like that. a complicated that's, backstory that was actually something i didn't quite enjoy about the live action one it was kind of like i don't really need this information right. i don't need you to show me how like I, in a normal story yes you should show how characters are bad or whatever or evil but in a fairy tale, if you tell me this is a wicked stepmother, right. I know she's bad. I don't right. need you to explain, well, she's bad because she was using the father for his money. And like, no, no, she's bad. Got right. it. Well, and the story isn't really about how Cinderella's life got shitty. It's about this is her life. Right. It is shitty. How does she get out of this? Um, but we get to meet Cinderella. She's asleep in the tall tower of uh, her big castle palace. Not castle. Her big sort of palace manor that the they live in. And uh, she's sleeping, but gets woken up by some birds. And this is really where we're introducing, hey, Cinderella, she's caring, she's playful, she's good with animals. Like, it's total, like, here's the good guy, you should like her. Right, she can communicate with these mm-hmm. birds. Like, she doesn't seem to speak birdish, but they seem to understand her. <laughs> right. It's like a Han Solo and Chewbacca relationship, sort of. seems like to. Just, uh, you know, one it's sort of a one-way understanding they know what the other is saying but they don't know how to actually speak the other's language mm-hmm. but yeah we we sort of introduce the good-heartedness of cinderella which you know uh, instantly we're gonna show that this woman's in like the shittiest possible situation so we need to show hey she's she's really trying you gotta care for this girl you know right uh, and so it makes it more remarkable that she is so upbeat and excited right when we see how fucking terrible her life <laughs> right. is right but she's she wakes up excited she yeah. talks to the birds she's talking about the dream she was having yeah, the night she before sings about a dream is a wish your heart right. makes that's sort of the big single of this uh this film but she's explaining uh talking about oh she's dreaming of something she doesn't tell the birds what she's dreaming of because she explains if you tell mm-hmm. if you tell your wish it won't come true so we we know like hey she desires to get away from this even if we don't know the specifics of it exactly and then uh we start singing a dream is the wish your heart mates and and the birds kind of uh help her get dressed help her get ready and it's kind of like the uh whistle while you work song of this Mm -hmm, yeah so the birds and mice help her Mm -hmm. prepare for her day because Uh, uh, did you notice as they were doing that she doesn't have any toes like when they were nope. trying to help her put her shoes on, she just got these like <laughs> club foot. Why things. would that be like, a thing? I noticed. I, don't, I <laughs> Well, we zoom in on her foot as she's putting on uh, her her shoes or whatever, but there's no toes. Maybe that. I don't know a, if that's a uh, thing. Ray upgrade kind of thing I don't, could be detail wouldn't have been didn't, seen before. But. I didn't look at the end of the movie when, but maybe that's when why the glass, the glass slipper <laughs> fits because oh. she doesn't have any damn toes. <laughs> it like, could be. I you know <laughs> that might be it. There oh. you go. We figured it out. We've cracked Cinderella. But yeah, so. The reason Cinderella's got to get up, in bed, get up out of bed, start getting her day going is because already the bells are ringing, the stepsisters and the stepmother both calling because they need Cinderella to do the housework, to bring them bullshits. They really, I mean, you don't need me to explain that the wicked stepsisters are wicked. Like, right, we got it. Mm. But uh, upon leaving her room, she encounters a new mouse, right? That is in right. the house. Well, right. the other mice tell her We, we about, introduce yeah. her mice friends as well as the The birds. mice can speak English, unlike the birds. Um, yeah. yeah. They're able, they speak weird English. It is kind of like, like mouse English. Right, but it's better than the birds. They like. call chickens cluck clucks. Like. Well, sure, yes. Mm. But Cinderella, Cinderella. Yeah. And then they tell her about the new the new mouse who's stuck and needs help. Yes, there's a new mouse in the house and he's stuck in a cage. Uh, the mice are kind of late getting the stuck in the cage part of the story too, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, a new mouse? Well, he's got to have a new set of clothes and all this stuff. They're like, no, get downstairs. We got to help him and that's where we meet uh gus gus a big favorite of yours right now his actual name is octavius that was it yeah and gus for short right which uh i was watching this with kelsey because right away we were like what and she started like googling it uh apparently it comes from ancient rome uh like, Emperor Augustus Octavius mm-hmm. was a thing. okay. So, that became Gus... I don't know. I don't know if it was, like, you know, people named Margaret, their nickname is Peg. You know, yeah, I like, never got doesn't that. doesn't make any sense. I don't know if it was along that line or My what. source on this is the internet. <laughs> <Right>. so. <laughs> so, Or if it was, like, Octavius with a silent G <laughs> somewhere. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Octavius um, Gus Gus is Gus his Gus. name yeah. from that point forward. So, they go to help out the new, uh, Gus the new Gus. mouse. Gus Gus. Uh... The the red mouse Jacques is sort of Gus Gus's friend and explaining everything to him. He explains that Gus needs to watch out because there's a cat in the house named Lucifer. Right, don't mess with that. cat Which does appear to be the same cat from uh, the one of the other package films that we watch, which everyone has the beanstalk. Oh, Fun and Fancy fun Free. Fun and Fancy Free. I don't uh, even the, I remember that think so, that, that cat. evil cat there that's now hanging out with the goldfish mm. from Cleo, from yeah. uh, Pinocchio. Randomly. Now, it, it's a different cat. Disney cat. Yeah. I also thought Lucifer, uh, we watched a lot. Uh, more than one film get preparing for this recording session. I've already watched Alice in Wonderland. Lucifer's design reminded me a lot of the Cheshire Cat as well, sort of, some, but not in a like cool, playful way right. at all. No, it was like Meow. this cat looks like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> Gus wants to fist fight the cat. That was pretty adorable. He's total like, put him up, let me at him. <laughs> yeah, you're... but they uh, they get Gus some clothes, they and then it's time to go downstairs. We gotta feed the chickens, feed the dog, get everything ready. Uh, we introduce the dog Bruno. He's really cute. Yeah. He's got some serious, like, uh, goofy eyes going on. Like, they're all droopy, like, goofy. Cinderella tries to explain to Bruno that, uh, you know, because she's feeding Lucifer at this point, too. She's trying to explain to Bruno, no, you can't have dreams about eating Lucifer. Lucifer's a good cat. He's got his good points, too. And then she's like, like, uh, (laughs) uh. (laughs) Well, there must be something. <laughs> right. And then Lucifer's all, like, pouty. There's a lot of pouty cat faces in this. I'm assuming the dog belongs to Cinderella. We never see I the dog guess, interact with the to other. get along. But why do they let her have a dog? They don't let her have anything else. Like, maybe I don't know. Maybe the dog's but... left over from when she was a kid with mm, her father. He does look old, yeah. so possibly. Um, the dog mostly stays outside, so. Right, outside and in the, like, downstairs part where the servants would be in a normal house. Like, if you watch... Right. Downton abbey um (laughs) Mm -hmm. the downstairs part is where all the staff lives you know and then the uh the family lives upstairs away from that right and so cinderella of course has to work the downstairs part despite living in the highest tower of the yep yep gotta be trouble going up and down those stairs every day i would think so and balancing all the shit that she's got to balance to uh take the sisters and stepmother the things that they they need yeah uh the cat very devious uh he sees that bruno you know is sleeping on the floor and is having this conversation sort of with cinderella so he sneaks up and like mimes that bruno has attacked him and causes bruno to get in trouble and mm-hmm. see like sort of the the slyness there because of the cat's presence down there the mice are unable to get to where Cinderella is feeding the chickens. Right. The mice want in on some of that corn the chickens are eating, but the Lucifer's in the way, so we get kind of a uh we get kind of a cute scene of like, uh oh guys, let's band together, figure out how we're gonna do this. They plan uh, someone's gotta be the distraction and uh they draw straws for this and the way they do that is they all like straighten up their tails and then back into a circle and then mm-hmm. Jock reaches back and grabs one of them while they're all twisted up. He accidentally grabs his own, so now he's got to be the guinea pig. Cinderella is friends with the mice, but I guess because they are mice, she can't feed them directly. Like so, although she does eventually, kind of. Yeah. But she <laughs> looks like she's feeding the chickens, and the mice just happen to get some. I kind of figured the mice were just being greedy. Well, I assumed this was just like in case her stepmother looked out there, like, oh, I'm just Maybe. feeding these chickens, but uh, the mice can you see be. mice from a tall tower? <laughs> Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if she had seen her like smuggling food out of the kitchen, she oh, might have noticed. Mm-hmm. Or to feed the mice. I don't know. I've invented this whole thing where she's being very <laughs> sneaky. And well, the scene we get is cute, where uh, Gus, you know, Jacques distracts Lucifer. Gus goes outside and tries to grab as much corn as he can try he gets sort of attacked by the chickens which is he calls them cluck clucks which made me chuckle and then he spills his corn and now he's like oh i gotta pick up and pick up and all while all this is happening lucifer is like noticing hey this dumbass fat mouse is out here he's gonna he's just laying in wait for me i'm gonna mm-hmm. go bounce on him and jacques trying his best to stop him he uh actually drops a broom on lucifer which allows the mice to all hide and they all hide under different teacups and that's pretty cute because now Lucifer's like, oh, which cup is Gus under? And uh, every time he finds it out, Cinderella will like pick him up or move him around, and now he's lost again. And then here we get once again the bell ringing, Cinderella, Cinderella, come on up. And now cinderella's is carrying the three trays up to the stepsisters and the mother, but she doesn't know which one actually has a mouse on it, which. Leads to a whole big kerfuffle upstairs. Right. I like that we are, before we get to what happens upstairs, uh, we are in no hurry to tell this story. We are 20 minutes into the movie before Cinderella talks to another human. That's true, yeah. Uh, before we even see another human on screen. It's good patience. on screen. Yeah, like we are setting up uh, an environment for this story to take place, right? Mm-hmm. We see how the animals interact with each other. We see how Cinderella's day-to-day life is before she even has to interact with these people. We hear their voices every now and then. But yeah. But we well, don't uh, see them until 20 minutes. I think that's plus. impressive, seeing because uh, that wasn't the case in films like Pinocchio. Like, didn't right. it was like right away, boom, you're alive, boom, going mm-hmm. to school, boom. It was step, step, step. Uh, that's especially true in Alice in Wonderland, which never seems to take a breath at all. Right, or I mean, even in in Snow White, like she's kicked out of the castle yeah. pretty quick. Yeah and and i mean i guess she gets to sing that song at the beginning with uh, the prince or whatever right and about how they're so in love even though they just met like yeah but we are know. laying some groundwork because everything after this is look at how big bitch these women are and i guess there's not a whole lot of plot to the story like not so much cinderella's life sucks prince is single prince right. has a ball all the women come cinderella right. gets to come too like i mean that's that's it that's like, the story so what you've got to do then is show how awful her life is, show that she, despite the awfulness of her life, is still, you know, a good person and is still hopeful for the future, is kind to animals. hmm But she, so she takes the food upstairs. She, like you said, is balancing them as best she can. One of the teacups has a mouse under it. Right. It was behind door number two. Right. And so <laughs> she delivers the food to the two uh, stepsisters and to the stepmother. Mm-hmm lady tremaine is her name mm-hmm. and the uh, sisters names are anastasia and drusella or something th- like yeah, that uh, yeah something odd they look kind of like the who's from whoville <laughs> like they're <laughs> a little creepy looking. Yeah. they're meant to be ugly i get it but uh i don't know but this is when we finally uh we get to meet our our badass disney villain of this film lady tremaine aka the wicked stepmother because she's basically like the dolores umbridge of the disney world like she's satan incarnate but wrapped up in like what on the surface looks like a sweet old woman right and the introducing the introductory scene for her is like she's laid up in bed in veiled in the shadows mm-hmm. and cinderella's gotta go talk to her about like finding out what her chores for the day are and it's just you see the creepy smile yeah except for unlike dolores with all the pink and the cats and the fluffiness like we get she she does have a cat (laughs) yes but in all the like fluffy exterior like this woman is cold yes Uh, as like maybe she's not outright like telling Cinderella you're a piece of crap and I hate you or whatever, but but there's very much her eyes at every given moment. You're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, right? She gives this whole list of chores for Cinderella to do, and you can just tell that she's cherishing like every moment of this, uh, this villainry. And uh, yeah, it's it's, like that introduction shows you everything you need to know about her, and then it just keeps getting crazier from there. (laughs) But, uh, possibly because we got such a, uh, intimidating scene like that, now we jump to something very lighthearted. Uh, we jump over to the castle, where, uh, we gotta meet the pissed off, like, goofy-ass king that wants his son to get married. And he's oh. just big and boisterous, and, like, when things are wrong, he's all like, wah, I'm throwing things. And we gotta, we got him and his little prissy assistant guy. The yeah, the The grand duke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, my son, he's... He's too old, he's getting, he's got these romantic ideals, I just want him to get married and have grandchildren for me, and just completely over the top. So the king has an idea, which admittedly is a, a, it's a nice idea. It's like, a simple idea. a uh, party with all the eligible ladies in town, and he's got to like one of them, right, is right. his logic. Uh, the party is later that night. And mm. I don't really understand how he gets the word out. Like, sound crier. And, well, right. I mean, there's no cell phones. There's no Twitter. Like, I don't yeah. know how he's getting this out there. Plus, like, women need a long time to get ready. Like, you know, yeah, like, if you're going to... Like accurate, yeah. Like Especially they, in the 1800s or sure, whatever. Sure, but like, you know, like prom dresses now, they need like six months to prepare for this kind of shit. <laughs> right. So you're telling me the day of there's going to be a party and you might get to marry a prince. Hope you got something nice to yeah. wear. Have fun. Like can't just go in sweats and a ponytail right like i just don't that part of the story is a little bit hard right. to that's the part that's hard to believe <laughs> obviously never mind that cinderella has some irregularly shaped foot that no <laughs> one in else no in the, right that no one else in the kingdom can match her shoe size yeah. but i don't know if she's like peggy hill or what the situation <laughs> is but that's the thing that does it how do they have this party and how do these women look so good with no so little notice fairy tale i guess <laughs> I do always chuckle at, like, the way they sort of map out this scene, because the king is, like, all up in his uh, assistant's face, and then, like, he, like, pushes him onto the table and starts swimming across it, like, when he's talking about how excited he is to have grandkids. It's just complete silliness from top to bottom. It is, and later in the movie when the king is, like, throwing a fit and jumping on the bed and and swinging a sword Right, yeah. Uh, now we get a scene where we jump back to the stepsisters and we know now that not only are they ugly and horrible, but they are completely tone deaf. Right. And this is, this is a really well done scene because you get them singing upstairs, but at the mm. same time, Cinderella singing the same song downstairs. Right. We get to hear her natural talent and ability compared to, you know, sing sweet nightingale and like her finger gets caught in her flute <laughs> and like all of the, right. Just ridiculousness cinderella's cleaning and she's singing much better than her stepsister and while she's doing this lucifer of course makes a big old mess which oh gotta start all right, over she again she sweeps up all the dust into, doesn't cinderella's life suck right she sweeps up all the dirt and dust into one big pile and then of course the cat gets right in the middle of it and yep. prances all over the room she needs a roomba clearly what she needs obviously you know when, well if you need, you had one of those why would you even need cinderella well that's a good point too then the town crier arrives and uh announces hey well she he actually just hands off a note that the queen not queen that the wicked stepmother reads to the stepsisters later but cinderella gets to see it first and she's like oh a ball everyone's invited she gets uh you know Sort of a dazed look in her eyes, uh, thinking, like, imagining what's going to happen. This might be a Blu-ray quality thing, too, but Cinderella occasionally looks kind of cockeyed at various <laughs> points in this film. Like, especially during that scene when she looks up and she's kind of looking in, like, two different directions. <laughs> and I think that's probably a 1950s quality being upgraded to right, 2016 so. quality. So she delivers the letter upstairs, still in her little days. Um, mm-hmm. And that's when Lady Tremaine's like, "Oh, there's there's gonna be a ball. Everyone's invited. You know, both of you go. You gotta find a gown. You gotta get ready for all this. We gotta prepare. There's so much work to do." And then she noticed... I think the stepsisters notice that Cinderella's thinking she's gonna go too, and they're like, "Oh, Mom, she can't go. She thinks she's gonna go. That's crazy." (laughs) Right. And then Lady Tremaine gets her evil ass smile and says, "Oh, of course Cinderella can attend the ball." if she can get all her chores done and find a suitable dress to wear, and then immediately we see that's never gonna happen. Right, Cinderella runs off to get to work, and then the sisters look at her like, what? And she says, I said, if, right. Right. yeah so cinderella's like oh i gotta start working on this dress she runs back upstairs and plans all the alterations she's in her mother's old dress yes, yeah, an old dress of her mother's. she wants to make alterations to make it more mm-hmm. modern and fashionable but then as soon as that happens stepsisters start calling and cinderella doesn't have the time right so the mice and birds take over which yep. is nice uh, this... Meanwhile, the stepsisters are throwing things uh, out Oh, the sash is ugly I don't want this sash Oh, this necklace is terrible right. I would never use that So this like... is where we, we split up The mice start singing Cinderella, Cinderella uh, Very cute song I like this one quite mm-hmm. a lot A plan starts to form Oh, we will work on this We'll work on the dress And then uh, they send Jacques and Gus down to go Right, but this the lyric from the right. song of like Leave the sewing to the women Yeah, You go get the trimmings Yeah and so they send those two to find something that looks good, which is also a questionable task. Right. These they did the a guys. good job. It worked out. But yeah. at the time, it was like, hey, you these two doofuses. The, these are the guys we're trusting with this. Right. Like. Go find something pretty. It's like when we went to go shop for flowers for mom that time. You know, that was, was a like, disaster. You yeah. sent the wrong two people for this job right. with no instructions. Jake thought he found the perfect flower for her and was so excited. Like, told her about it on Mother's Day. Like, all right, I got this flower for you. It's called an annual. <laughs> I didn't know much also we were like in our this was like two years ago i wasn't like not a a long time yeah no 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 No, this is not cute and adorable this is (laughs) this is 24 year old flower yeah 24 year old jake it's an annual i don't know what type that is like have you ever heard of them before (laughs) look flowers are hard yeah anyway so they find some stuff the sisters didn't want and they bring it back upstairs well it's a whole big to do because lucifer's down there guarding it uh you know they're trying to get beads uh the beads sort of all spill and uh lucifer like sits his butt down on him mm-hmm. so they try to do the distracting again where jacques goes out to go do something but he's not falling for it he like butt scoots across the floor with the beads right to make sure Gus doesn't steal them and the at some point in this mess the necklace itself comes apart right so they have to gather all the beads individually there's more disney butt things <laughs> as we put the beads on the mice tails right and that's you know. definitely been an image that's been shared around and been like this doesn't look like what disney <laughs> thinks it looks like yeah just odd just but uh i as a child i was never a big fan of gus because he's kind of an idiot <laughs> and, well i think this scene is what made me think about an opening scene as well it's like this is a stealth mission you invited the clumsy loudmouth along You're right he's, oh, pretty. he's gonna blow it <laughs> And I think as a kid that just, like, wore on me a lot, i just like, ugh, with this guy again. But <laughs> they grab the beads and escape, and then we get cute scenes of mice working together to sew a dress. Uh, this was also very reminiscent of Whistle While You Work, but I think it's a step above because right. we have... We can do it, we can do it. Right. Point, yeah. I think it's a step above Whistle While You Work because we have a reason to care about these mice and why they're accomplishing this task, and it's not just like... Some deer sweeping the floor. Like right. there's there's more it. And there's to no it. like she's just sweeping for no reason, really. Right. Like I guess she's sweeping so they'll like her, but the dwarves don't like her because she cleans. Right. Like, whereas this is they really are trying to help out their friend. They care about Snow White. They wanna help her uh, you know, get what she wants out of life. Right. So then we get uh it's time to go, time to load up into the carriage and start heading up to the big castle. We see you know, the stepsisters and stepmother, they're both ready. then they look over and cinderella's still there in her her dirty clothes and holding a broom and uh then we get lady tremaine saying why cinderella you're not ready child and it's like right yeah (laughs) but uh cinderella's like okay she tries to talk herself out of being miserable and like oh there'll be more balls it's okay my life is fine optimism but really i'm dead inside and then she opens the door to her room and sees the amazing gown and uh in a, in a great moment of like not quite paying attention, Gus yells out, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella rushes downstairs in her new gown, and this is this is when we get the the most tragic part of the film. And it's like, oh, Cinderella's finally ready. She's finally. She's like, wait, I can come too. I can come too. And then it goes from like quiet, sinister to like outright evil of. right yeah the sisters notice that or actually i think Tremaine's tremaine points, points it out to out them hey those are your beats and, and your station, and, yeah, yeah and then they start ripping the clothes off of her and leaving her in tattered rags and then they they load into the carriage and just leave her there crying on her own and it's like i think the the reason this story uh works so well especially with this scene is like this is the most polar opposite like good guy versus bad guy story like there's no gray area whatsoever to any of these characters which is it goes down to the fairy taleness as well i guess but like the protagonist is perfectly sweet and innocent and the antagonists are hitler like there's nothing there's no no one siding with lady tremaine on this which right uh, that alone makes her uh just an outstanding villain but in a way you don't even really want to praise at the end i think right she's like, just deplorable right not deplorable and fun and not like oh look at this right. silly plan it's she's just not, oh. she's not hades from hercules no. or, or it's just like you're so ridiculous or right. like bowler hat guy or it's just like, <laughs> yeah yeah it's just straight up well you're just you're just you're just awful mm-hmm. so cinderella's weeping alone and then a, a woman just shows up out of thin air and cinderella accepts this very easily, <laughs> just crying in this woman's lap. Right. Who wasn't well, she's there. so sad; it didn't matter who showed up. Right. She right. Just, it's just, oh, up. you arrived out of nowhere. Let me tell you my yep. life story. So the woman <laughs> explains that this is her fairy godmother, and where the. Fuck has this bitch been? Like, <laughs> yeah. Both of Cinderella's parents are dead. Her daily life is terrible, and this woman waited for her to not get to go to a party, right? To be the one time she swoops in to <laughs> save the day. Very absentee, <laughs> very right. godmother. Like at any point she could have been like, "Hey, you're moving away. These people suck." Right. And maybe it's a restriction on her powers. Like maybe she couldn't have saved the mother or the father's life. Maybe, I don't it's gotta know. Got to be a full moon or some right. shit. Right. <laughs> for whatever reason, this is maybe this is a very easy thing to do. Like, all right, I can give her some better clothes. I can give maybe. her something to ride in and we'll be good. Like, <laughs> she just put it off to the last minute. Maybe I got to do something. Maybe it's she's like, oh, I got to fit the, fill this quota before the end of the year. Right. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe you get more than one, uh, fairy God daughter. If you're a fairy God or just regular oh, maybe. goddaughter maybe if you're a fairy godmother. Right. So she, maybe she has several to take care of. And Could this be. is your one time. I'm going to help you. Either way. I don't know. bibbity boppity boo. That's what we get now. Uh, complete nonsense song because magic but uh, it works you know it's just silly Disney fun like this is all kids want to see and it's iconic you know it's probably the most iconic Disney song that exists you know Uh, which uh, is slightly ironic because I believe the song predates the movie I'm verifying that now Does but this is something I would be interested in who drinks like that (laughs) someone trying to make an interested face oh wow that translates well to podcasts. also is trying to hold it away from the microphone cinderella you know what's good mozzarella <laughs> that's the mouse version of the story <laughs> mozzarella mozzarella pepperoni and salami <laughs> The song Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo is considered the most memorable of the film. It was written as a novelty song by Al Hoffman, Mac David, and Jerry Livingston in 1948 and became a hit single in 1949 with notable covers by Perry Como, the Fontaine sisters, Joe Stafford, uh, Gordon McRae, and Dinah Shore. Huh. So it was, like, already on the radio, and they just put it in in Disney So it's it's interesting that you would say that that's the... (laughs) I was um, just going to use the audio of you reading that, but okay. (laughs) It's interesting that you would say that, because it turns out that it was already a well-known song. Did you know that? (laughs) It would be like if they made an animated movie now, and then just put in, like, uh, Uptown Funk randomly, like... I was going to say it would be like if Let It Go was already a hit. and That would be a better example. example. <laughs> your analogy is better, <laughs> yes. Uptown <laughs> Funk would feel a little strange in a Disney film, I think. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so now we get the scene of, oh, you need some horses? Turn your mice into horses. Oh, you need a coachman? Turn the horse into a coachman. Uh, he still has the big horse teeth, which I thought was cute. Uh, turn bruno the dog into the footman and then now we make the gown and oh by the way the pumpkin's a carriage and the whole big deal is uh cinderella's like oh it's a dream come true but the fairy godmother explains dreams can't last and it all ends at midnight everyone knows the plot to cinderella (laughs) right now we're at the ball and Uh, people are being introduced one by one mm -hmm. or not people just women right (laughs) like prince seems pretty uninterested he's very like uh closed off just yeah he's bored you see him yawning at one point Mm -hmm. but then uh and we see like uh the king up in the the balcony like oh he doesn't like that one either what's gonna happen next oh and the prissy assistant guy is like what did you expect some country girl's gonna come in and uh, capture his attention, and he'll stop. Right, and stare This is well off done because, like, he's joking and he's being it, ridiculous, but that's exactly happening. what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it, you know, he says, "Well, he'll notice her, and from a distance, and like, yeah. and that's exactly." And the king nearly falls off the balcony in excitement over this, right? And then, yeah, the the love at first sight here is kind of the entire crux of the of this plot. And I'm enjoying this movie, but like, there's always the, the backhand to that is like cinderella and the prince don't know each other at all and right they see each other in, so this is love right but in fairness because uh, i was gonna say the cinderella does probably doesn't really love the prince she loves the idea of him and oh, of freedom and going of there escape. Huh? okay <laughs> yeah well but that there is uh you know the the counterpoint to that is cinderella doesn't know that he's a prince he, she just knows he's a guy uh, there is a line in there that's like, true yeah she says i didn't even or, meet the prince yeah or, yeah something like that so cuz when yeah as the clock as it gets later she knows she needs to leave right, or whatever she just thinks she's falling she's in love like, with i've spent somebody. all this time with you i could have met the prince like right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean she doesn't seem upset about that right. i don't think. i mean he I mean, is dressed the gown is or dressed like he's a member of the royal family but for whatever yeah. reason like maybe she's not that uh she doesn't know the outside maybe world she doesn't that well. know yeah who knows Either way, 1950s love story and like 1800s well, and love older story, than that. fairy that, tale yeah being so viewed like, in 2016. Yeah, but it's a fairy tale. She meets the prince and falls yeah. in love. That's what happens. Like you don't need to know why. They, you don't. Know, like, right. you don't need to know what they have in that's, common that's or not like the what they talk the story about. That that's like, important, right? But it is kind of the whole conflict. Well, sure, um, it's something we have issues with now. Like, right. But I don't know i find it a little flat but i will complain much more when we get to like a little mermaid because that's more exactly egregious. yeah this is better than that despite coming out 35 years earlier well but you also get the like it's 1950s or 1950 they didn't know any better compared to like early 90s disney or late 80s disney where it's they like kind of might like, you, you should have known like you could have maybe had him actually like her for her and like right either way fall in love it's midnight run off without the shoe everyone knows this part uh but it's like uh oh we gotta run we gotta get back and also some fucking demon horses i didn't remember that at all yeah that was odd yeah they're they're because the prince is like no i must know your name come back I, i need to see you again and all that and like he sends. I guess he sends his guards after her, and they, they to make it more terrifying. They're like total hell demons. Yeah, I guess they're the same ones that work at Pleasure Island. Maybe in Pinocchio, black like horses, just, red eyes on the, on the yeah. hillside at night. Pretty creepy. So she goes home. She gets away after her. Some, somehow gets away. uh bef- And the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. The demon horses run over the said pumpkin, so there's no right. evidence uh remaining. right Except she looks down and notices she still has the one. Uh, shoe for reasons that didn't turn back (laughs) yeah who knows but yeah. she's still got it right and then meanwhile the duke has the unen- unenviable task of telling the king what right. has gone wrong because like, this is where because we, get... we didn't talk about this but the king decided he was gonna go he, oh, it's perfect he's got the girl i can go yeah. to bed now yeah everything's done and he We're says done. dream sequences are like playing horsey with hypothetical grandchildren <laughs> right which for someone that wants his uh his son married off so bad like where's the queen exactly like i, don't know. Uh, I mean we might assume that she has passed on i Probably. don't know <laughs> although there's a lot of death in this this kingdom, like what's going on? Is there like a plague? Maybe you never know. Anyway, so he is—he's—he's he's like oh, very upset. Well, before we get to that, no. the, the grand duke comes in and he's like, oh, everything has worked so perfectly. I'm so glad you helped me with this. I'm going to knight you with this sword. <laughs> and then that's when he's like, ah, she's gone, and we don't know where she went or her name. And then that's when it's ah, blah, 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 swinging the sword, bouncing on the bed, and then that's when we finally get. But wait, we have this one slipper. And then that's when we get, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll go around the kingdom. Every woman was there. We'll just try to slip her on every woman. And then when we find a match, that will be the girl. They can get married. Everything will still work. And then we do get the the Grand Duke saying, but this slipper may fit any number of girls and the king's just like yeah that's the prince's problem because <laughs> right? he doesn't care i mean i guess you would in theory be able to narrow it down and right. then you could figure out which girl it was. but he, um, he's totally looking at the bottom line of find a girl <laughs> get right. married he's not swayed at all and uh that's when we start the hunt then another, another town crier shows up i guess and we get another letter from the king lady tremaine reads in front of everybody and the audience to sort of (laughs) cut some serious exposition of oh they're coming later they're bringing the slipper the prince is going to be here we just got to get the slipper to fit one of you girls feet and then you'll fall in love and then we see cinderella like starstruck in the background again of like oh that means he's coming i can see him again this will be perfect and then this is where lady tremaine figures it all out of that's the girl cinderella got out she got a ball gown, right because we didn't talk about this either but while they were (laughs) dancing like lady tremaine really looks over the girl where like everyone else like oh she's dancing with the prince she's so lucky whatever but like lady tremaine really looks her over and yeah. seems to we didn't talk about them dancing at all right she, that's probably an iconic not, disney yeah. scene she's not totally convinced necessarily she's at the moment she's suspicious cool. then right and then and then when she sees the look on cinderella's face that's right, when, right. And and then, she then that's knows for certain and that's cinderella goes up to the top of her stairs and then we see like the, the determined look on lady tremaine's face as she's marching up and uh, as soon as she gets to the door, she just shuts it behind Cinderella right. and locks it. In. Which is the first time I think we get to see her being up front <clears throat> uh, and being an obstacle. Like she has, She's no longer playing with right, Cinderella. Right, where it's She's like, well, like, you've got to do all these things, and if you can do all that, then you can go. And at least has the like right. plausible deniability along the way. But now this is definitely... No, I'm locking you in here and no one right. will hear you ever and again. And I like, like that you know. we get Cinderella actually seeing this happen just before it does. Right. So we get maybe the I made it a little no, worse. No, don't. Right. I made it a little worse than it was, like not ever again. I don't think she plans on leaving her there to like it starve and be. rot, yeah, but who know. knows? But maybe she, I mean, she wants her slave. She wants stuff to get done, so. Right. Either way, she's going to leave her there for the time being. Right. Uh, where she has no way out. But she just locks the door and pockets the key and Cinderella weeps while she coldly walks away. Mm-hmm. And then now the Grand Duke is here and he starts reading the proclamation. Uh, Very long-winded. Lots of red tape you got to go through here explaining everything. And that gives the mice plenty of time to try to steal back the key. And it takes a little doing, but Jacques is finally Jack getting... Is it Jacques or Gus that's in the pocket? I think it's... Well... Well, Jacques and Gus work together to get the key. One of them gets in the pocket. I know, and, and they push the key I out of the pocket. I think it's Jacques, but I don't know it takes a little doing but uh she pats the key and it like gives him a concussion yeah uh Pretty reminiscent of Mickey and the Beanstalk here was when Mickey was trying to get the key out, mm-hmm. too. But they finally get it out, and then now they've just got to climb a million stairs. They're tiny little mice trying to carry a heavy key one step at a time. And uh, the, all, while all this is going on, the, step to, the stepsisters are spectacularly failing to get this slipper on their right. big hippo feet. <laughs> uh, so I guess she doesn't have Peggy Hill feet, if the other people can. Mm. She has some sort of like weird Asian bonded feet she situation. Might, yeah. Like, I don't know but uh bound bound feet not bonded bonded. (laughs) covalent bonds (laughs) bound feet right and then once the so finally go up all the stairs and then they're finally at the door and then that's when lucifer pounces and traps gus and traps gus and the key under a teacup and then it's like oh right at the last moment that's when it's all falling apart uh but then all the animals bound together to rescue gus and it's like oh attack the cat and the birds are swooping down and then cinderella's finally like no this won't work we got to get bruno go get bruno and then there's so, so lots of tension building up in the scene of like no uh, we got to go do this now and then oh we're so close and finally bruno comes bounding up the stairs and like grabs lucifer and tosses him out the window it's possibly instead dead <laughs> No, no, no. I think we just murdered a cat. They land on their feet. He's fine. From 10 stories? He's fine. Okay. Unfortunately, he's fine, I'm sure. Right. And then so finally Cinderella's free, but then we cut back downstairs, and the Grand Duke's like, You are the only ladies in the household, I hope, or I presume. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, no, no, wait. Cinderella comes down the stairs. Let me try it on. And then, as a, a last ditch effort to fuck over Cinderella, Lady Tremaine trips the Grand Duke and causes the shoe to shatter on the floor. And it's like, oh, no, lowest moment, and then, but wait, I have the other slipper right here, and then uh, the iconic foot image of here you go, put it on, and they're married. That's how the film ends. They're married. They never really spent much time together, but I'm sure it'll work out. We get the ultimate happy ending here, Mm though. Like, she gets escape from them. Total Wayne's World mega happy ending. We've built up all this heat on all the bad guys, and we get all the good guys get to look good here the mice mm-hmm. did their task then they looked like they were in peril and no one could save them and then finally bruno comes in and he gets to finally have his moment after he's yeah. you know he's an old dog who's not allowed in the house and is the cat takes advantage of him all the time but now he, he gets his moment he probably gets knighted by the prince well, and maybe something not like all that. that but he he gets to finally get after the cat that he's wanted to for so long he gets his moment that allows cinderella to get her moment everybody wins yep Except Lady Tremaine and the stepsisters. Well, all the good people win, right. and the bad people. We don't know that anything bad happens to no, them. No, it's we not don't like see Cinderella. They're not as, like locked in jail or like right. Robin Hood at the end with uh, like Prince John and like swinging the axe. Right. But we know that they're unhappy whether, right. whether in, in Cinderella does anything to them or not. Because they're unhappy because not only do they not get to be with the prince, they have to watch this girl who they know is not worthy of being with the prince get all these nice things when they right. feel those things should be theirs i'm kind of surprised lady Terrain didn't try on the shoe herself like i get she might do. yeah she's, she's eligible right she is she uh, i mean yeah she's been older, married but, before but you know she's single like maybe she's just focusing on her daughters i don't know maybe she's self-conscious about her feet <laughs> maybe that's why she's so evil. i mean i guess maybe the prince maybe it would be understood that the prince is not taking in like right. widows at this point like he wants a a young lady probably i don't know But I don't know, she's a little self-obsessed. Seems like she would have thought about it, but who knows. But uh, yeah, and that's that's the end of Cinderella. Uh, Final thoughts? Fantastic movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I think I have hang-ups that are all basically on the... Fairy tale aspect of it, like uh, yeah, the fairy godmother's a Deus Ex Machina, of course. Like that's it's divine intervention. That's how right, stories but, are but told. But then that, yeah, that's a fairy tale, <laughs> right? Like, that's that's how it works. And despite my hangups, I think the way the story is presented is pretty damn amazing because the characters are all entertaining and memorable the comedy is there the music we didn't talk about the music really or the animation is a huge upgrade over oh, everything yeah, we've seen. just lavish backgrounds right. and details and i mean i don't i mean bambi was pretty good i don't know if it's a it, ma- different kind definitely of upgrade but, over the the package films that we've yes, been dealing well with and like now. pinocchio as well not right the dumbo <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's just crazy bambi was very impressive as well but maybe seeing like elaborate extravagant palace as opposed to like detailed forest you know it's apples and oranges but uh i mean and everything like the villain is goddamn amazing it's (laughs) uh it's like an amazingly and extravagantly wrapped present uh containing a just kind of pretty good gift within is how i would describe the main crux of the story but you wrap it in enough disney magic and it's pretty great so right so as we go down through the different categories now yeah those the of categories you, are back we haven't seen right for after those, of you those unfamiliar with our show or if you've forgotten since it's been so long since right. we've done an actual episode canon the bonus episode episodes we didn't rank anything because they would have all been right. zero but we uh, have created a rubric to score mm-hmm. each film based on its intrinsic disneyness the six m's of disney Right, and those six M's are? Oh, well, first, we got the matters. matters of the plot, you know, everyone, you don't really need to explain plot farther. Uh, I gave matters a three because it's the most, like, fairy tale love story ever told, so it's kind of riddled with cliches and all that, and I, I don't really buy into the romance that well, but it's a fairy tale. What else are you going to expect? He has no soul. I gave it a four. <laughs> That's a one point difference. Yeah, man. but. Uh, it's a romantic and. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's nice, it's a great story, fantastic story, and sure, she uh, she doesn't, you know, she falls in love with the prince at first sight, and they, do they really love each other, whatever, oh, like yeah. those things are a little silly, but she's a good person, and good things happen to her in the good end, triumphs. and that is a nice story. Right. Karma. There you go. Uh, Music I went uh, three and a half Much like Snow White Uh, I love the score of this film Some of the original songs I think leave a little to be desired Like Cinderella, Cinderella has a lot of charm uh, As does Bippity Boppity Even though they didn't make that apparently But but there are pieces That seem to lack energy I'd say Snow White had like hi-ho to kind of break things up From the the style we were getting And there's not really anything to that uh, In Cinderella But I, at the same time, we're tapping back into that Disney musical formula, and that's something I like to see. Right. So. Three and a half. I, I gave it a four. Um, I enjoy the music. I, even though when we would watch this movie, uh, when we were little, that meant for the next week we had to listen to our mother sing, Cinderella, Cinderella, mm. all day long. Oh, yeah. and just we're going to see her later this afternoon, I'm sure, as soon as we say we talked about Cinderella. Those right. will be the first words out of it. And she doesn't know mouth. any of the other words to the song, so it would just be Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella. Songs. And then, Well, that is true. Um... But so so even with that, I still like this. I feel like a dream uh, is a wish your heart makes just as good as when you wish upon a star, if not better. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and an improvement over what we got in Snow White's. Uh, yeah. We'd like, someday my prince will come. Oh, right, better than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, someday a man will fix everything for me. Even That's though That's kind of still the plot. But <laughs> Yeah, but we don't sing that at least. Yeah. Like, her dreams will come true is different than um, my prince will come and fix things. Right mise-en-scene five this movie's beautiful uh from the detailed backgrounds to the iconic character designs even like the king is wacky and boisterous and mm-hmm. lucifer and lady tremaine looking straight up evil as shit like visually <laughs> this film is perfect here's a thing that i learned it's kelsey's sum this up as the sort of baroque style of everything is that's well you know what i always say if it ain't baroque <laughs> i'm <laughs> Don't going fix to it throw something at you <laughs> That's the. That's from the Beauty imagery. and the Beast. Oh, Okay, that's the imagery of the era. It's the, the the Baroque style, and she wanted me to mention that, so here I am. Uh, the I, I gave it a, a four, but I could have easily given it a five. Now that I think about it, probably should have given it. In fact, you know what? I'm <laughs> giving it a five. There you go. So anyway, <laughs> bump it uh, on up. Yeah, but. Uh, the piece of animation like we talked before about reducing a movie down to a gif for it and this is later for the or gif he needs gif internet people say both it's both are acceptable I'm are not... you winning this argument by getting closer to the microphone than me well, I, I don't i don't think you win an argument by saying people say both <laughs> i'm winning an argument by finn sitting harder than you <laughs> like, get to your point get to the middle <laughs> like, but uh, and we'll talk about this when we get to the magic later but the piece of animation where Cinderella's dress transforms from the rags to the ball gown is uh, spectacular. Walt Disney called it his favorite piece of animation mm-hmm. that uh, he'd ever seen, and it is maybe the quintessential Disney moment. It's got to be up of, there. of any movie, yeah. um, you know, with, with that transformation. That's the magic. That's you know, people's lives changing or whatever, or Cinderella's life changing. Um, you know, that'd be so just on that alone you could give it that but then you've Mm -hmm. got the the ball room like you said the uh the depressing aspects of the castle of like where cinderella lives and like all the draftiness and all that the the like horribly violent scene of like her getting her clothes ripped away from her right yeah that's pretty traumatic Mm -hmm. it's just everything yeah Um, just fantastic so So. i upgraded it on the spot from four to five speaking of fantastic the meanie uh five points man lady tremaine is straight up evil as shit like there's and but the way she does it is in like she's not like crazy or over the top or violent she just has control over one woman's life and uses that to her advantage and i think she's basically satan in fantasia like playing with the souls of the damned like mm -hmm. It, same creepy smile and everything they just applied that to like an old lady character instead right. of uh I think a, a what I wanted demon from the live action movie was to play with this even more like because what you get here is that she's not where the sisters are upfront about not liking cinderella and are yeah. so terrible she definitely is taking advantage of her but doesn't seem to be as far beyond the pale as they are right. until the very end of the movie when she reveals herself to be that evil force that she is so i was hoping in the live action version we would play with that a little bit more you know and like maybe look make it look like where she can be on cinderella's side even or like she's yeah, fair man. but i Kate Blanchett's performance. Well, she but did, I but I was hoping they were going to do more playing yeah. around with that. She's not a. Vill- oh, now we know she's a villain. You know. Yeah. Where you like maybe Cinderella could question along the way: Is the stepmother really that bad? I don't know. Either way, as it is, uh she's fantastic. I gave her a four instead of a five, hmm. but uh, ultimately, yes, she's taking advantage of Cinderella and all that. But she wants what's best for her daughters, right? Um, and for herself too. But Obviously. still uh she's not just being cruel to be cruel like there's a reason behind it it's it's a bitchy reason <laughs> yeah. and you'd think she'd want to take care of cinderella too as she's the daughter of the man that she loved or whatever mm-hmm. or, but if she ever loved the man yeah, that, we don't have we no don't background know that. for that that's, that's more question marks uh but yeah so i gave her a four uh next we'll do message i guess mm-hmm. the, the messages sort of walk away with watching the film I gave it a two. This is where you know most of my. This is where most of the film's detriments are. I think mostly just due to passage of time and it being such a an old story. Uh, But the the messages you get are like purity of heart wins out, and you know you persevere, put it up with it. Things if things suck, sometimes divine intervention will happen and things will get better. Which I don't know that that's a great message uh, to like send with a disney movie which i think disney themselves have tried to move away from uh when princess and the frog came out that was a big thing about it was like here's a girl who knows things sucks things suck so her idea is she's gotta work she's gotta work to get herself out of that which i think if you get both of those messages from disney that's good whereas for a long time disney only gave it in one (laughs) form which is just eh, things are bad but they get better right which, uh, it get, you know, it gets better is a good message to have, too, out there. Kids remember that at all times, too, but right, uh, two points for me. I mean, those those things you just listed are why I didn't give it a five, but I did give it a four, okay. um, because I, even if, yeah, sure, you're not going to randomly marry a prince if you're a poor girl, like, that's probably not going to happen <laughs> right. to you. But uh, the message of being a good person and eventually good things will happen to right. you. Um, and it's that's more connected than it was in like Snow White, which had a similar message, I guess. right. But, but the, you know like it's executed better as kid rock once said. excuse me <laughs> you get what you put in and people get what they deserve right and that is ultimately what happened in this movie uh if you'd rather go uh Beatles with it you could say the, uh, the <laughs> you love... should open with Beatles <laughs> next time <laughs> i could go a variety of different ways with this but the uh the love you make is equal to the love you take right uh or did I say it the other way around? Well, as Kid Rock <laughs> once said backwards. Ball with the ba da dang da dang. The point is that usually if you do good, you get nice things back right. in return. Now, the nice things may not be as wonderful as your whole life changes, but, you know, be good. Be good, kids. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Party on, dudes. There you go. Magic. Five for me. Yeah. Five out of five. The me magic too. is what carries... Uh, in my opinion, a kind of subpar plot into a great film. Sure. Uh, Bippity Boppity is probably the most iconic song in Disney history and Cinderella is probably the most iconic fairy tale they've worked on. Uh, and this film, like, created the image of a Disney princess and if you if you take away the Disney magic, then I'm pretty sure you end up with a shitty film which says a lot for the Disney magic. So five out of five. Perfect. Yeah, me too. Um, pretty much everything you just said. Uh, all the... I mean, this is where... I mean, I suppose there is magic in Snow White, but I think we see magic in Snow White because of the rest of the Disney stuff. You go back and watch, this is the first one or whatever. I mean, there's some magic on its own, but I think it's ultimately added upon by the success of the later Disney movies. or like, this by itself, if Disney never made any other movie... This would be like this is the this magic of this. is the legacy still, right? This is the magic that the studio is capable of. Yeah. Um, now we are trying to find that magic in each movie, and at least try to find some example of it in each of the movies that that they that the company made. But I think this one is the it sets the bar for the magic. Yeah, like, basically. I'm sure other movies will get a five along. I may have already given one a five. I don't remember <laughs> I don't either. Uh, but this is the yeah. This is this is the top. Yeah, totaling all those points up, uh, for me, it's a a three, a three and a half, three fives, and a two, which, uh, math, you know, to save you some trouble, it's a 23 and a half out of 30 for me, which is my highest score to date. That's that's 23 and a half Kid Rock Philosophical Breakthroughs out of 30. (laughs) My highest score to date, so it's at the top, I think next under it is still Snow White, and then... Uh, Pinocchio those are my top three on the Disney scale I uh, if you total mine up now with the updated uh, en Sen score mm-hmm. uh, you get 26 points uh i usually score them higher than you do um so that they, that part yeah, is not new it, um, that does we are finding that out on our sliding scale but there. it is also the highest one on my list uh 26 for cinderella 23 for snow white 22 for bambi and then it drops off from there yeah uh, dumbo still bringing up the rear with its 11 and a half out of 30 well i gave it six i think so <laughs> yeah just awful awful right. movie never watch dumbo <laughs> But listen yeah. to us talk about it though. I we are free. fantastic. I think that was a funny episode. I mean, maybe so. watch it to know what we're talking about, perhaps. But uh it only takes like forty minutes right to get right through. It, it so. takes us about an hour and a half in that episode to tell you everything that was wrong with it. But yeah. uh So yeah, that's Cinderella. Um next up we got Alice in Wonderland. That's what came next in the chronology. Only a year later, I think. Uh, I think Cinderella's nineteen fifty, Alice was nineteen fifty one. So that'll be an interesting one to cover. Uh, both films sort of live on in today's culture cinderella just got a remake they've been doing tons of stuff out of alice in wonderland hundreds of like knockoff like fan fiction books and things like that and, and merchandise at hot topic and yeah that part will be interesting to cover but yeah that's uh that's what we got next so thanks for uh listening in uh You know, if you want to keep up with us, uh, follow us on Twitter, see what's coming next, what we're talking about. Uh, Our Twitter is at DisneyDudesPC. Also invite you to email us, uh, dudeswatchdisney at gmail.com, if you have... Thoughts, feedback, anything like that. We want to be interactive, um, and especially whenever these all go up on Netflix. If we can get a like a, a sort of a Disney movie book club going here and all talking about these films together. Right, we'd sweet. like to hear what your memories of these movies are. If you've Absolutely. got... Uh, you know, if you've got questions about what we thought, if you disagree with something we said, which is very possible, um, yeah. if you're a big kid rock fan and you want to, <laughs> you know, take up Jake's, uh, you know, take issue with what Jake had to say about him, then, uh, you know, go for it. But uh, either way, talk to us. We're bored. <laughs> that too. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, dusting this one off. I'm Jake. I'm Dustin. That was weird. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Wrapping this one up. I'm Jake. And I'm rapping. No, wait. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) Bye bye Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Dudes Watch Disney Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is Jake here, reminding you all to like, rate, review, but most of all, subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So no matter which podcast venue you like to use, we're there and we're not hard to find. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Disney Dudes PC. The PC stands for podcast. We also want to hear from you guys. If you have any fun childhood memories or fun stories about these films, please shoot us an email and share them with us. We'll read them out on the show. Our email address is dudeswatchdisney at gmail.com. So please send us your thoughts and join in on the discussion. For reference, the next two films we're going to cover are Lady and the Tramp and Sleeping Beauty. So if you can email us your thoughts before we sit down to record again, we'll be happy to share them with the world. Or er, the small portion of the world that subscribes to this podcast. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, Bye. You have the mouse. Pumpkin. Pumpkin? Pumpkin oh, carriage. like the pumpkin carriage. Okay, <laughs> stop. Can we... You know what we should have talked about? What did we not talk about? You know what has become a thing in the the last uh, five, ten years or so that's really dumb? Pumpkin spice everything. Like, since we're talking Cinderella and pumpkins, like... <laughs> Ugh. it is fall everyone right i mean i enjoy a little pumpkin spice here and there but like let it go i had a, a pumpkin spice fudge stripe cookies last year nice. which they're not great i would have rather had any other yeah, kind nice. of fudge stripe we should start a junk food podcast <laughs> there we because go because also talking snack is what That's we would call it perfect <laughs> i got a big bag of peanut butter m and Ooh, I'm loving them. i love peanut butter m ms bye they make pumpkin m ms too i'm yeah, pretty I'm sure, sure they do but i don't eat that shit ugh